In the last episode, we talked about the ideas, history, and fiction that has inspired Actun Cthulhu Tactics. This is a turn-based strategy game with RPG elements developed by Oroch Digital, working with Modiphius, the original creators of Actun Cthulhu, and indie publisher Ripstone. If you've missed that one, do skip back to hear that one first. Ready? Okay. Well, in this episode, we're going to look much more at the game itself and how it's being made. I'm going to talk to Nina, the producer on the project, and designer Adam to ask where in the world of video games what we're making fits. Here's Nina. I'm Nina Adams. I'm the producer on Acton Cthulhu Tactics. So Acton Cthulhu is uh, a IP owned by Modiphius. They are a company that specialise in our tabletop RPG. Um, we as a company have a history of working with Cthulhu related IP so it's something that we're used to doing and we were really looking forward to working on this in particular because we've done or Tom our director has done in specific uh, Wasted Lands um, so it's kind of a progression from that um, we wanted to take a lot of derivative from what XCOM did um, in their more recent titles. More specifically with regards to the narrative, um, we strongly wanted to play with the ideas of light and dark and good and evil. Um, so taking the obvious evil of being the Nazis, but this taking that further to the idea of they weren't the most evil thing in the Second World War. Um, there's darker enemies that you can face, and that's where we're bringing in uh, things like Shoggoth, and other mythos creatures from the world of Cthulhu and Lovecraft um, and having our heroes fighting the Nazis and them at the same time so as if World War II wasn't bad enough So we're talking XCOM with monsters and Nazis? Yeah, but we've kind of taken it further than that um, it's got a definite XCOM feel when it comes to having a fog of war but it's more than a fog of war it's actually what we're calling the Shroud which is all the enemies are hidden by this Shroud um, the heroes have this beam of sort of good or it sort of comes across as light um, they use that to expose the enemy um, and gives them a debuff and just sort of plays with this idea of good and evil the heroes have this good impact um, on this dark black evil world that's around them here's Adam uh, hi I'm Adam Carter Groves I am the lead game designer on Acton Cthulhu Tactics here's a little more on the light and dark system for the light and dark system, we wanted to try and come up with something that drives the player to do stuff to achieve. This is a very pulpy game and we're after action and doing big effects. So part of it is to... Everyone has a light cone in front of them that reveals enemies in the area. So you need to drive your players' characters forward and reveal what the enemies are, find out who you're fighting and then deal with them. Part of the mechanics of this is that if an enemy is close to one of your uh, allies, they get a debuff to hit you, and you get a buff to hit them. So you can have characters supporting each other by putting some people in harm's way, so the people at the back can get better shots and do have more impact on the game. If you've been following the project, you'll know this aspect of the game has been talked about before. For example, here's an excerpt from a video from March 2018, where design director Thomas and Adam are playing an example of this system in the pen and paper prototype. I'll link out to the full video in the show notes. We have a 61% chance to hit. Minus 20% because they're behind cover, so 41. But they're lit, so back up to 61. 
What you need to do is roll equal to or under that value of your juice part. So I've effectively negated them being in cover through bringing them into the light. And yeah. that's my kind of strategy there. So you might be wondering what's happened since then. Uh, so one of the big things in it is the fact that, run like XCOM, your characters are looking in a direction. All around them is surrounded by darkness, and they have a very specific way they are looking, so you can get snuck on, stuck up on by enemies. This is also sort of helped in with the UI system, where we, if you, an enemy hasn't been revealed yet, you have no idea what it is. You can't see the model, it's all shrouded in darkness. You can't see its health bars or any buffs or debuffs it's got on it until you go off and strive out and find out what you're facing. So, Nina... I've seen bits of the process, being the audio person on the project, but it seems like a real hive of activity here. What's the process for such a game at this later stage, and what is all the work we're seeing going on around us? Uh, Yeah, we're at a really exciting point in development. Uh, We're sort of dashing to the finish line now, really. Um, The key development is done. Um, All the core features are in. We're now at the point of making sure there's no bugs, um, making sure that we've got all the best things in that we want to get, any last-minute things that we thought about to make the game really good. We've got a great team working on it, so um, we've got, on the code side, we've got Dan, we've got George and Matt, um, and then on art, we've also got um, Pete, and we've had a little bit of time from another Dan, and also from uh, Chris, who is our UI artist. Design, obviously, we've got um, Adam, who's sat here with me. Is there anything in particular that's requiring a good amount of focus right now? Um, so the core thing that we're working on at the moment is is really nailing how this um, shroud is going to come across to the player. It's something that we've been playing with pretty much since the beginning. It was one of the first things that went into the game um, was the Fog of War system. And originally it was more of a light and dark system, but it just didn't make sense to the player. So we're now that the rest of the game is finished, we have a bit of breathing room to really make that pop and really make that understandable and easy to use when you're trying to come up with the tactics that you're going to use for your heroes. So aside from the the shroud work that's going on, we've got members of the team also polishing up the UI and the HUD, Um, but it really is everyone's working hard at the moment on various little bits and pieces and really pulling together, you could even say like a squad. Have there been any notable challenges in development that have proved tougher than, say, taking down a Shoggoth? In the system that we've, uh, I've designed, there's a lot of different moving parts. A lot of information needs to be given to the player at just about every time, every moment of the game, there's new information and stuff to take in. So the UI has been incredibly important to get as functional as we can and get it so that it's really clear what's happening. And so Chris has been doing loads of really good work to reiterate over and over on the UI and make it as just pop as much as possible so that there's no question as to what something will do and what factors are affecting you. I think one of the biggest problems has really been, again, just to reiterate this, this trying to get across the light and dark or the, what's now called the shroud system across to the player because when you're designing a game or you're working on a game and you're talking to people who are on the same page about it, it's very easy to fall into this thing of like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And it's not until you show it to someone who's had nothing to do with the project and they're just like, what? That you have to go, oh, okay, no, this doesn't make sense to anybody else but us. Um, So we've really had that with this, what was the light and dark system. Um, And we've, only through playtesting, have been able to rework it and, and slowly come up with a way that it does make sense. Because before when it was light and dark, we had this sort of weird system where... It looked like your characters had this beam of light 
and they had flares that they could throw, which would also get rid of the fog of war. But then things like fires or lanterns or lights on walls didn't. So it, it narratively didn't make sense. So we've been working hard to come up with this new shroud system that narratively makes a lot more sense. This has been part two of the Aktung Cthulhu Tactics podcast. Thank you so much again for joining us. With thanks also to Nina Adams and Adam Carter-Groves for their time and input. Thanks too to both Modifius, whom created the original Aktung Cthulhu RPG, and Ripstone for their continual support of the project. Hearing back from our community is what improves our podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Perhaps there was something in particular that sparked your interest in this episode. Leave us a rating or review on our iTunes page. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to touch base with us, look us up on Facebook and Twitter. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. This will detail everything that's buzzing with Oroch Digital right now. It's a great way to be kept informed. Hit orochdigital.com for intel. Akhtun Cthulhu Tactics has its own game page there too. Click the Our Games tab to learn more. Check out Akhtun Cthulhu Tactics on Steam. It's available for wishlisting there. Thanks again for listening to part two of this Aktun Cthulhu Tactics podcast. Walker out. Walker out.